You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. With clients in over 20 Broadway shows and other stages across the globe, like the West End in London, Australia, collegiate theaters across the country, we are your one-stop shop for all things fitness and theater. Actors or athletes, Train like one. Go to builtforthestage.com and check out more information on, on, on how you can get started with an online fitness app and your very own coach. All right, let's get on to our special guest. Special guest as always. They're currently in that little show that people like to talk about called Some Like It Hot. Uh, it was, I believe, the most nominated uh, show for the Tonys this past season at 13. Uh, they can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's 13. I saw the show about maybe a month and a half ago. I'm obsessed. Uh, super excited to to speak to our guest. They've also been seen uh, on the stage in The Lion King, the Rafiki tour, Beautiful on Broadway, and you know a slew of others. So you can check out our uh, guest on Instagram. Their handles in the description of this podcast. So make sure to give them a follow after we're set with this interview. Please welcome to the show. Tynia Brandon. Hi. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for, for having uh, me, Joe. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Um, you are, it's a Thursday, mm -hmm. so you're a couple of days into the week so far. Uh, anything out of the ordinary happened at the theater this week, or has it been a pretty smooth running week so far? It's been a pretty smooth running week so far. I have luckily been on for one of my understudies this week. Um, in the show, I'm typically Dolores in the ensemble. I play Dolores eight shows a week, but I also have the great opportunity to understudy both Sweet Sue and Sugar. So I have been Sweet Sue for the first half of this week while Natasha Yvette Williams is on vacation. And mm. it is some big shoes to fill, but I'm enjoying it. What a role that is like, I feel like this role is maybe like the, the heart or like the pillar of the, of the show, like mm. that, that central character that kind of is, uh, the, the strong willed, like just that little, like, I think I relate to her as a coach, you know, she's that like mentor figure for 
uh, many of the characters Absolutely. Or, or the one that, that puts them in line when they need to be put in line. Absolutely. I, I always think of Sue as, as the person that is the glue holding everything together. She knows yeah. exactly what she wants. She knows exactly how to get it. She's done it before. And now all she needs to do is keep everybody under control <laughs> for it to happen the right way. She's definitely a coach and a motivator. And she does. She's, she's amazing. She's a strong willed yeah. woman for sure. Cool. All right. Well, I'm glad you're getting to play the role this week and I'm glad it's been going well. Uh, let's, like I said, before we hit record, let's shake things loose a bit. We'll start with what we call the BFTS hot seat. I like to put this tacky music on here. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it playing. Let's see. There's a little arrow and okay, here we go. BFTS hot seat. <laughs> okay. So you are, uh, in the city. But you want to like feel like you're escaping the city a bit. Is there like a, a restaurant, a park, a place that you like to go to feel a little bit more grounded away from the busyness? Yeah. So both me and my partner love going out to Governor's Island. They have, oh my gosh, I feel like if I say this, I'm going to reveal my secret spot and everyone's going to be there. <laughs> but there, I'll say this, there is a really great spot on Governor's Island that where you can see the city, but you're not in the city. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's beautiful. It's usually empty when I go. And that that's kind of where I go and, and where, where me and my partner both go to kind of decompress okay. this Governor's Island. It's great. Okay, cool. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Dogs, cats, or neither? Dogs. I have a pup. Actually, I'm so surprised that you haven't heard her yet. We're crate training right now because we just got her on Monday. <laughs> But hopefully she's uh, sleeping. Monday in as in four days ago? Monday as in four days ago, yes. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's been good. She's doing really, really well. But it's her nap time right now, and we have her in the crate. So she's been crying a little bit. But I think I think she might be asleep now. <laughs> right. Okay. I have two of my own. Good luck. Um, they are children, so good luck. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> thank you. Uh, what's, what's the puppy's name? Gina. Gina. Okay, little Gina. Have a have a great, amazing life. Treat your mommy right. Please. I love that. Yeah, right? Okay, so we're going to go old school and we're watching cable TV. Okay. We're not streaming, but we're watching cable. Okay. You're flipping through the channel. What's one of the movies that like always stops you where you're like, oh, I've watched this all the time, but I still got to watch it again. Mm, I have so many movies like that. But one of my favorites is a movie called Brown Sugar that okay. I love so much. It's it's starring Tay Diggs and Sanaa Lathan and Queen Latifah. And every time I see that movie come on, anytime I'm flipping through the channels and it's on, I'm like, I'm absolutely stopping to watch this. It's one of the movies I know every line. I know all the funny <laughs> parts. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Tay Diggs, I love Tay Diggs. Brown Sugar it's called, yeah? Brown Sugar, yes. It okay. came out in the early 2000s. It's awesome. All right. <laughs> All right, perfect, perfect. Okay, so you wake up or you're in the middle of the day, one or the other. You're not having a bad day, but you're like, you're a little sluggish and you need a little pick-me-up. What's that one of those go-to songs for you? Like, what song are you going to be like, I need to shake it loose a bit here? Ooh, okay. You know, honestly, what I'm listening to right now is Janelle Monae's new album, The Age of Pleasure. Okay. And the, the very first song on it is called Float. 
And it always puts me in like the perfect mood. And and the album is pretty short too. It's only 30 minutes. So as soon as I listen to that, I'm like, well, now I have to listen to the rest of the album. So yeah. it's I, that's one song, but honestly, it's that whole body of work. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, you're not a performer. Okay. What would you think you'd, you'd want to pursue career-wise? Mm, good question. Oh gosh, that's hard. My mom wanted me to go into broadcast journalism. Mm. I could see myself doing that. I could see myself doing that. But honestly, if I wasn't performing, I would want like a simple life where I could like grow like vegetables and like sell them at a farmer's market. <laughs> right, right. I would there's, love that. There's some days where I want to conquer the world. And then there's other days where I just want to like live on a vineyard in Italy and just drink wine and eat cheese every day. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> that is the ideal life, Joe. You have the right idea. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. You nailed it. You're off the BFTS hot seat. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So where are you originally from? Originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. Love Charlotte. Love the South. Um, uh -huh. North Carolina born and bred. Cool. Cool. Okay. And then when did the arts come into play uh, in your life? Yeah, funny enough, I've been performing for a really long time. I've always kind of been singing or like dancing around the house and things like that. I was in a community choir from the time that I was eight years old, Charlotte Children's Choir. I don't even think it exists anymore, but that was where I got a lot of my foundation from. Um, but I didn't know that of all the performances that I went to as a kid, I had no idea that the people on stage were getting paid. <laughs> it wasn't until high school when my high school theater teacher Barbara Maker said hey you know you can do this right and I was like yeah okay thanks and she was like no 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 as a career and I was like oh okay I had no idea it was a thing um so it was high school when I said okay I think I think this is something I want to do my theater teacher, uh, Miss Maker, she helped me find a college to go to, and I studied musical theater, and it's kind of just been in my life ever since. Um, Amazing. Yeah, long ago, I thought that Broadway was like the holy grail, and it would be like the pinnacle, and like so far out of reach, and nothing I could ever get to. But lo and behold, it's just been an amazing journey since then, and I, I feel really, really grateful that it's worked out. Nice. Okay, so based off that statement, I'll just jump right into us like getting deep into the water here okay. so you thought about broadway as this like uh oz if you will yeah. at the end of the the the, the uh gold uh yellow brick road okay yes searching for him searching for him. so <laughs> how uh, through the process did you make it more uh realistic or attainable in your in your mind was it just the day-to-day -day reps or was there a turning point for you how yeah tell us about that journey that's such a good question joe i i can almost i feel like i can almost remember the exact moment where i was like oh my gosh it's within reach <laughs> i so i like i said i i went to i went to Catawba college and studied musical theater there um and it wasn't until after i graduated when I was you know, trying to figure out, okay, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna move to New York? Do I have enough money to do that? Um, and, and I ended up doing so. I, I went home for a year after graduation. I went back to my parents' house and I said, okay, I'm gonna stay home, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna save all of the money I can, 
and then I'm going to move to New York. And I did just that. I came, I started auditioning. Um, I ended up getting Disney Cruise Line. And while I was working for Disney Cruise Line, I ended up working with Josh Prince, who was the choreographer of Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Uh, he was choreographing the project that I was doing on, on Disney Cruise Line. And he liked the work that I was doing. And he said, hey, have you ever auditioned for Beautiful? And I was like, no, I haven't. I'm, I'm trying to get the show that we're working on now. And I had no idea that he was the choreographer of Beautiful at the time. Um, so later on, I ended up Googling him. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. And that is where the opportunity really came from. He liked the work that I was doing. And so he gave me a chance. He's, he's the one who said, okay, I think you should audition for this. I think you'd be great for the show. And that's when I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, this is this really is something I can do. People, people like my work, people like what I'm doing. I just have to keep working at it. I have to keep honing in on these skills and, you know, impressing people in the rooms that I get into. So that, that was, I guess that was the turning point for me. And I, I honestly kind of shocked, it, it shocked me. Cause I was like, I know this is what I said I wanted to do, but I don't know. It was, it was like that first note of validation, I guess, um, that really, um, I guess inspired me and let me know that it was possible. Yeah. Okay. So two coaching points I want to pull out of that from what Tynia just said was that one, you uh, never know who you're around right. and the work that you're putting in and the quality of a person you are just as a human mm -hmm. is extremely important yeah. because lo and behold, down the road, that connection might really be beneficial for you. Yeah. And then the second is being conscious of your circle, those positive affirming words that were told to her were, were very important to say like, oh, this person believes in my capabilities. Yeah. So if your circle isn't more of a fan of you than you, you are yourself, then I encourage you to, you know, maybe step outside that circle and find a new one to get into. Absolutely. Okay, so, That's so true. So you need cool. your support system. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Okay. So cool. So you're working for Disney. Was it like you're done and then you just like hopped on to beautiful or how did this, <laughs> how did this happen? Almost not quite, not quite. So I finished up with Disney cruise line, which was a really incredible opportunity. I got to see so much of the world through doing a cruise ship. I did not necessarily love living on a boat, but I suggest everybody does it at least one time. It's a good way to make money. Um, <laughs> so after, yes, yeah, so I left Disney cruise line and I came back to the city. Um, and I went to the audition that uh, Josh Prince invited me to, and I ended up booking the national tour of Beautiful mm -hmm. at the time. So that was my first in, my first like big major production contract. That was how that, that flow happened. Yeah. Got it, got it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so you go from a boat to, like, buses and airplanes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what what was that like season like in your life as far did you ever feel like oh i don't i i never want to see a suitcase again <laughs> i i did eventually get there absolutely yeah. it was it was cool right and also i was not that i'm old now but i was younger at the time um i think i was like i think i had just turned 24 when the cruise ship contract started Mm -hmm. And I had just turned 25 when I started touring. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was, it was a time where I was like, okay, I'm like ready for the world, you know, out and about. So it was cool when it, when it first began and it wasn't until later that I was like, okay, it's probably time for me to like lay roots somewhere. I think that's mm -hmm. what it was. I started to kind of feel ungrounded. I didn't really know exactly where my home was. And even when I was in New York, I was, I was subletting. Right. Mm. And I, I, I ended up signing a lease on an apartment, but as soon as I signed that lease is when they were like, okay, we want you to come on tour. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, great. So I, I found another subletter and yeah. So a little later on with the tour, I was like, I think I really need to like ground myself in a home and like yeah. find um, exactly where I, I, I want to be. You know, I, I, I kept saying like, I just want to put my clothes in a drawer that's mine. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I feel so that. yeah, that's, that, that is eventually what happened. I, I wanted to find a place to ground. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So you hop off the tour and you're back in New York after the tour. Yep. And, and then what happens? Do they roll out the red carpet and you book <laughs> your next gig or I wish <laughs> Okay. I well, wish. for I the, for the, sorry to interrupt you for the conversation's sake. I'm glad that didn't happen. Cause we always love a good, you know, a good uh, rise from the, the ashes or from the Valley story. So tell us uh, what that was like. Absolutely. Yes. It, it, it was a little bit, it, it took a little bit before that happened. Um, I was actually unemployed for a bit. I finished my contract on the tour and, and I decided to come home, but I didn't have a job to come, to come home to, um, or to come back to New York to, I call New York my home now. And so I said, okay, it's, it's time for me to get back and start auditioning again. And that's what I did. I ended up getting a show called born for this, uh, which I was really excited about. Charles Randolph Wright, uh, was the director of that show. And I had seen Charles Randolph Wright years before uh, doing another version of, of the show. He had a reading actually in Charlotte, North Carolina, because he's, he's also, he's from South Carolina. Uh, so we, we ended up having a lot of the same uh, contacts in North Carolina. So I did a reading for him of the show years prior. And I had also auditioned for him for Motown years prior, but I was still in college at the time. And he said, I can't pull you out of college. 
<laughs> to do this show. He said, I want you to graduate. And I said, okay. And so it was a great opportunity for me to get born for this at that time because we hadn't seen each other in so long. And he said, and now he said to me, he was like, you're ready. He said, we can, we can do this. And I was like, great. So I ended up doing born for this with him um, after years of, 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 of not seeing each other. And that production was in Boston. So we rehearsed quite a bit in New York and then we took the production to Boston, um, had a great run there. And while I was just finishing up that run of Born For This is when Beautiful on Broadway called and said, hey, we're looking for a replacement. Nice. And I was like, awesome. this could not have been better timed. It was, it was actually, quite amazing how how everything happened from me leaving the road getting another project and being able to work with somebody who I really wanted to work with and just hadn't had the opportunity in quite some time all mm -hmm. for it to streamline me straight through to my Broadway debut it was it was mm -hmm. truly kismet yeah so yeah with these t these timing things that mm -hmm. were going on in, in life do you draw do you draw from those when it always hasn't been that way where you're like, you're waiting for the next, like how I like on this show to, you know, highlight the struggles because so many of us are going through them. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's always great to see how people have prevailed. So how have you gotten through those hard times, uh, when it wasn't just booking to booking to book? Yeah, to absolutely. I, I try that something I say to myself often that I try to live by is things tend to work out, you know, whenever, whenever I'm in like a dark place and I don't really know what's coming next, I, I pause and I say to myself, you know, Ty, things tend to work out and I don't really know how they're going to, or even when they're going to, but I have this, this small inner voice that believes that eventually it's just all gonna fall into place. And I try to trust that little voice consistently because that, that's, that's just what's, what's been true for me. And, and there are times, like even when I left the beautiful tour, my parents were like, why in the world would you, would you leave this job? And I was like, well, I, I finished my contract. And they were like, well, get another contract, like keep going. Like this is, this is what you said you wanted to do. And I said, I know, but I, I, I want to, I want to have, you know, my apartment back. I want to, you know, ground myself in a place and, and things tend to work out. So maybe it'll be okay. You know, it's, um, it was a tough decision to make, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I have, I try so hard to have this deep trust in my intuition and in my instincts and, and I just believe wholeheartedly that I will be exactly where I'm supposed to be and things will just work out. Okay, so first off, I fully support that. With other people, because obviously you are where you are because of the second part I'm about to say, but mm. with a lot of people that might try to practice this mentality, they're still not proactive in the waiting for this, it's gonna work out. Mm. So, so for you, while you keep that mentality of things just tend to work out. However, you weren't just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. I oh, know no. that. So what are like some pillars in your life or some things that like you consistently keep going yeah. to make sure that 
you're doing your part in that trajectory of it working out. Absolutely. Um, I'm really actually glad you said that, Joe. So, so my training never stops. I never stop training. I'm, I'm, I'm always in voice lessons in somebody's class learning some sort of dance. So I started taking house dance classes with, with a friend of mine. (laughs) Wait, like house, like, you know, like EDM type house music. Yes. They have like a whole technique and every, yes. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. So that, that, that's the first thing I'll say. My, my training absolutely never stops. I'm always curious about ways that I can, um, expand what I'm doing and, and, you know, learn just a little bit more about myself, about my voice, about my body. Um, just kind of pushing myself to see exactly what I'm capable of because there's, I mean, as I've said before, there's been moments in my career where I kind of surprised myself at what I was able to do. And I would even say that I was, I've been doing that a lot and, and some like it hot. I, I, my dance training started so late in life. I started dance training at like 14 and I wasn't a strong tapper at all, but I, I I worked really hard. And, um, I always say I fooled them into some like it hot audition. (laughs) But I, I work really hard to kind of to, to really push myself to see what my body can do. And, and 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 it pays off. It really pays off. And I think it paid off, especially when it came from me, uh, came to me doing some like it hot. Nice. OK, great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yes. We're always training. We're always the, the journey. There is no destination. Right. Right. The, it's all a journey. It's yeah. All a journey. yeah. The training, the practice, the pursuit you know, that is the destination. So, okay. So you brought up some like it hot. Let's, let's hop on to, to that train here. So some like it hot, congratulations on being part of such a successful show. Uh, what are some of your like favorite moments or maybe memories or, or moments you live out every day on the stage? Like what's the stuff about the show that you just hold dear to your heart at the moment? Yes, I will say this, and and it, I was actually just starting to say it a few moments ago. I'm I'm really proud of the dancing that I'm doing in this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. I um I didn't know that I would get to a point in my career where I would get to do this much dancing in a show. Yeah. I didn't know that I would get to a point in my career where I would tap at all. <laughs> so um, I, I'm really proud of that, and I love being able to perform it eight shows a week. It, it is hard work. It is hard work. But again, it's another one of those things that pushes me and really pushes me to my limit. So it's a, while it is a challenge every day, it is a challenge that I'm ready to face every day because I know that it's, it's been so good for my body, you know? Our- Okay, cool. Let me parallel this to uh, fitness and someone's like early pursuit into, into working out and maybe feeling overwhelmed or imposter syndrome or et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Was there a time like after you booked that you started to show up for rehearsals and you were surprised at the amount of dancing or type of dancing you were doing when maybe doubt creeped in or, or what was that process like for you to say, Hey, I can do this. Oh my goodness. Yes. So that was almost every day in rehearsal for me. I knew I was coming into a dance show, right? Cause it's Casey Nicola. You can't, you, you, you just expect that when you hear his name, you know, mm-hmm. but it was, I got to a point where I was coming into rehearsals and I was like, okay. And I was ready to rehearse the number that we learned the day before. Lo and behold, they said, okay, here's the next number. And I was like, how many numbers is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I got, there were a few days in rehearsal where I, I felt so 
overwhelmed. I was like, I don't think I could learn another number. And it was a few, actually a few of my cast members looked at me and they said, you're going to get it. Mm. You're going to get it. They said, we're in rehearsal right now, but we're going to keep doing this a million more times. You're going to get it. Mm. And, I, and that's when I was like, okay. And, I, and, and that's when I told myself, okay, Tanya, you're going to get it. You're just going to get it. You're, you're here. You're already in the room. You all, you've already booked the job. And now your job is to get it. Mm. Take your time, absorb as much information as you can, and, and just work through it. Take the journey, take your steps, go through your process. This is nothing you haven't done before. It's just a mm. challenge and you know how to face a challenge. Mm. I love that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, usually I try to end the conversation with saying something like, if you could speak to your younger self starting out your career, mm -hmm. or if you could speak to someone that's starting out right now, what would you say? But is that something kind of similar to what you would say? Is this like, hey, yes, you're, you're going to get it. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's absolutely something I would say. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you said that to me because that's not something I normally say when people ask me that particular question. What would you say to your younger self? But that's definitely something I would tell young Tinya. You, mm. you, you have been through harder things. You can mm. do this. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got the got the goosebumps over here. Oh no, wow! Oh yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, Tanya, that's uh, that's all for today. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank, Thank you for you, the inspiration. Um, I didn't tell you ahead of time. I should have, but I was taking like timestamp notes after timestamp note of all these great things you were saying. So. Please, everyone, rewind and listen again. Um, I'm on fire right now, ready to attack my day after that conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate this so much, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Tynia Brandon, make sure you follow Tynia on the gram. It's the Ty brand. We'll put that in the description of this episode. If you haven't seen Some Like It Hot yet... I mean, I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you live in Alaska, not New York, so I'll give you a pass there. But you're, if you're in New York, get your butt in a seat and enjoy the ride because it is a phenomenal show. Thanks again for tuning in to Build for the Stage podcast. I'm Joe Roscoe. Actors are athletes. Train like one. Hey. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.